0: Bible if you want to go ahead and find Revelation chapter three, we'll read in Revelation chapter three. This and while you're doing that, I got a question for you: Does anyone know how many doors there are in this church? anybody have any idea? I mean, without looking around, how many are there just in two doors each. There are ten. There are ten, I think, because there's two doors at each end of the week. Going up there, there's a little closet. There's ten. Um, There's doors everywhere, aren't there? Um, There's at least eight, nine, I don't know, I think there's nine, maybe more doors to get into the building from the outside On There are doors into the worship center. There's doors going out of the worship center. Now, there's Classroom doors, bathroom doors, all the doors, kitchen doors, closet doors, back doors, front doors, side doors. The, the doors. Have you ever been in a place with so many doors? I mean, somebody selling handles, locks, and hinges made a lot of money on these pockets. And to be honest, I don't know if i through every door in here. There's just so many. And, and there's one thing, a lot of those doors that they have in common. Um, they're shut and locked. I mean, there's office, closets, exterior doors. I have keys to some, to not all. I don't know if I really want all of them, but I kind of am going to share this, because when, when I came here and Don, he gave me my keys to the church, and I sent for him, I thought there was a mistake. I thought maybe I was going to be the janitor. I mean, I don't I mean, there's just a million keys here. I don't, even, I don't even know where they all go. Um, today, as we look at the sixth letters to the second church, as Jesus mentions, that he has a key to a door that no one else does. And that once he opens that door, no one can shut it. And once it's shut it, no one else will be able to open it. And he's writing this letter that we'll look at today to the church in Philadelphia. And it's the youngest, and it's the smallest of the seven cities And it was the last that you would have witness around 1000 AD. Um, It was captured by the invading Muslims in the land. The city was named for King Nicholas II, who was renowned for his love for his brother. Um, And it was given the nickname Philadelphia. And that just means one who loves her brother. Uh, So, Philadelphia, if you've ever been there, it's known as the what? biblical area, they didn't have any status or wealth. They were discouraged even because they hadn't been blown. But Christ has no words of criticism for this small, seemingly insignificant church. And he comes to this church in Philadelphia with words of praise and a promise. And I think that these words to this weak but faithful church has much to say to us in our own hearts today. And if we were ever going to against any of these seven churches. Jesus. So I'm going to pray and let's look at what Jesus says and writes to the church. He to Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this amazing opportunity uh, to spend time together in fellowship and worship and coming close to you through your Father, I pray that you bless this time, that you use it um, to encourage us, to challenge us to live in a way that. It brings others into our relationship with your Son, Jesus. Father, I ask that our hearts, that they're open our ears and listening, and that your Spirit moves us to live and act in the way we i Jesus, is So, Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 7, our text reads, As the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, The words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of Opens and no one will shut. It shuts and no one opens. I know your words. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan to say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make Kept my word about patient endurance. I will keep you from the power of trial that is coming from the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have, so that no one may seize your prayer. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I'll write on him in the name of my God, in the name of the city of my God. Jesus, he comes to this small church in Philadelphia. He identifies himself in two very powerful ways. And, and we see these first in the master's attributes. We see this in the master's attributes. It's because he comes it's the sinless He tells us that he's holy. If the word holy tells us that Jesus, that he is sinless, that he is pure. Jesus even asks the Jews in John eight forty six, 46, which one of you convicts me of sin?" I tell the truth, why do you not believe? Now, the Jews then, they after not answer his question. They just tried to attack him in a different way. But here, Jesus is speaking to a church that's trying to be holy. They're seeking to be holy in the midst of this sinful and corrupt world. He's coming to the church in Philadelphia, and he's simply saying to them, "It is possible you to live in God. You can do this, and you can live this. Hebrews 7.26 tells us that he is holy, innocent, unseen, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He is sinless and pure. And he will never open any door to you That's not a holy door. He will never open a door for any unrighteous, ungodly, or unworthy cause. And that's a word of encouragement that we all need from time to time. the world Seems to be against us, Sin and Satan, they're pressing in around us on every side. And Jesus, who has the power to help us live the He also comes with the sincere one. He comes with sincere word. the sincere one. The word true. it just means that, that He is genuine. Uh, we know that His word is true, and now He tells the people that He is the real Savior. He is the only genuine and true Lord. He is the only way. Now, those early believers, they they were surrounded by things that were false. They were surrounded by things that were fake. They were surrounded by things that weren't. material. They work with individual ideology, they work with personal rights, they work with politics and even people. People worship the people. They, they follow these positions, they follow these platforms, because they're only saying what we're all thinking or at least that's what they think. It, it doesn't matter anymore if things are right or if they're wrong. They just quote it in Christianity and says, it's the only way we're going to ever get something that we want, even if it contradicts everything that we find presented. in And Jesus is telling them, I just want you to know, I am the real Jesus. I am the real thing. What he's doing is saying, you're not wasting your time by serving me. You're not wasting your time following me. You didn't make a mistake when you turned your back on all your idols, your are world where there's so many cheap indications, don't we? We have silver substitutes, we have sold substitutes, and then there's even this impossible burger thing, which I'm not even going to touch. We have fake fur, we have fake leather. There are people on the side of the road selling fake dangerous stuff. You can buy cheap imposters of designer brains. I even have a that. is not a substitute for anything. Because when you in Christ, you come into something that is real, salvation is real, prayer is real, grace is real, heaven's real, His presence in our lives is real. And Jesus says that he is the key of David. And and if you don't know this, that's a reference to Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22. And it says, and I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. And there in Isaiah chapter 22, Shemna, who was the steward of the palace during the reign of Hezekiah, he misused. he wants some chariots and designer robes and sandals. And Isaiah shows up on the scene and says, What are you doing? You had an opportunity. Because you abused it. So the key was taken from Shebna and given to Elijah. And, and I wish I could spend more time here, but just understand that the resources, that all the resources of this kingdom, church in Philadelphia says, you know what? I've got all the keys. He's telling us here today, that he's throwing us all the keys. What kind of keys does he have? He has the keys to life. He has the keys to death. He has the keys to suffering and to salvation, to service and to safety. He has all the keys to all the glory. Opening and closing doors in people's lives. And when God opens a door of opportunity in your life, you need to run through it as fast as you can. It may be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And how tragic it would be to get to heaven and, 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 and not have done what He asked us to do. To be where He wants us to be, when He wants us to be. Here is such an important word for us here today. There are going to be times when God lines up things for this church. He may give us an opportunity to make inroads into our community. He may give us an open door to minister in this city, and when that door opens, we can't hesitate. We can't wait. We can't debate it. We need to go through it. Because When he opens a door, it's time for faith and it's time for action. See, when he opens that door, we need to, we need to go through it no matter the cost. And we need to pray that God will give us the spiritual wisdom and insight to see the doors when he does open it. You see the masters of that tri- church? Just as he's done with all the other churches that he's written letters to, it, it, Jesus reminds them that I know everything about you. I've seen your works, I've seen the motives that drive your work. And just a reminder, he knows us too. And when he, when he looks at our lives here at Highland Hills, what see? Philadelphia was a smaller church with the a tremendous potential. And these verses tell us something about their ministry and potential. First, their ministry involved opportunities. There were opportunities there. In his sovereignty, God had given this church this powerful open door for ministry. Jesus says, I know that you have but little power. Now, he may be saying that they were small in number, or maybe they were lacking in political or financial influence. They were weak. were Weak, but they were going to make a tremendous impact on their city. Why? Because they kept His word. It means that even though they they were weak in so many ways, they were pure and they were strong in their doctrine. They kept His word. They did not deny His name. They were not ashamed of Jesus. They weren't ashamed of their relationship with Jesus. And I think that what that means for us is that they weren't keeping the gospel to themselves. They were out actively spreading the gospel. They were sharing that news with a lost and dying world. God had given them a door of open ministry right there in Philadelphia. And when that door was opened, they same principles that to us today. Understand, fundamental Bible-believing churches are in the minority in the world today. But if we will honor God, if we will keep Jesus at the center of everything that we do, he will honor that by giving us an open door for ministry. But we can't minimize Jesus to draw up in our crowd. We need to make him the centerpiece of the church and of our worship. God blessed that kind of church 2,000 years ago. he still will today. If love the book, if you start living out the book, if you do love Jesus, if we will lift him up in our lives, God will use us in this city. that they were people that belonged to the synagogue of Satan. And it probably refers to the Jews who were persecuting them. And it starts thinking this. It starts with suffering at the hands of people who claimed to love God. But they didn't. They were lying. They rejected the only way, the only Savior. They have rejected the Messiah. And they had it to And Jesus, he us, I, I know about you know you're facing opposition. But there is a day coming, and you'll see those people approaching you bow down. He's saying that one day your enemies—they're going to experience total defeat. And whatever he's speaking about here, he wants them to know that he's in control. Are not as popular as they used to. There was a day when most churches, there were gift churches, they preached the word, they shared the gospel with the lost, and they exalted our Savior on a regular basis. And that day sadly is long gone. See, churches, today they have not irrelevant to the who was only 23 years old at the time, what was appointed what to the, the big word of uh, is Holy Trinity Church in Cambridge, England, because churches in England, they don't pick the pastor, I guess, so he got sent there. Now, the parish, they wanted this other guy. They didn't want Charles they wanted They wanted this other guy, so they weren't happy to begin with, been in the churches, they had rented queues where they had doors and you would pay for your cubes and you that was your seat and nobody else got to sit there. So they would buy their and they wouldn't even come to church. So, Cindy is like, well people are coming so we'll put some benches in, in the aisles, to let people see. The church board is them out a their gardens. John said the members of this church who weren't interested in reaching their community. This is what he wrote. He said, In this state of things, I saw no remedy but faith and patience. It was painful indeed to see the church, but the exception of the aisles, almost forsaken. That I thought if God would only give a double blessing to the congregation that did to you, it to would be on the whole, be as much good done as if the congregation were and the blessing limited to only everywhere. This comfort me. inside the church doesn't mean that we're doing things wrong. Oftentimes, it means we're doing the right thing. And if we allow ourselves to become discouraged from doing anything unless we get everybody's approval, I can tell you we can be certain of one thing, that we will never accomplish anything. Rather than being discouraged by opposition, we can take comfort and abilities and faithfulness. specific and valuable promise to the suffering people at the church in Philadelphia. They've endured so much that they're going to be spared the horrors that will come upon the entire world and those who are living in it. Jesus promises them that their faithfulness is a guarantee that their deliverance. Philadelphia so like they're told to be on the lookout for two things. He says, first, watch out for the coming Lord, and second, we need to watch the Lord. Jesus is telling his people that he's coming, and we need to be ready for that. And that means that we need to live as he's coming at eight minutes and working like it's not going to happen for a thousand years. But if we watch it if we work. We to guard everything that he's given us so that we can be confident of the reward. even high hills in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. Jesus closes his letter to this church by giving them a message of hope and peace. This message is just as important for us as it was for people who go So let's look at the church for a message. First, it was a message of stability. It was a message of stability. Jesus tells these believers He's going to set them as a pillar in God's temple, and they will go out no more. And that was still the message of hope for the people of Philadelphia. With all the earthquakes, the city the suffered, they were used. They, 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 it happened so many times they had to evacuate the city, to go and and Now Jesus is promising them that they will be. saved the world, it might rock and reel around you. The trials and troubles, they may assault you day by day. And one of the temples to be dedicated in their honor. And that person's name would be written on the floor, and the reason for the honor would be inscribed there as well. And Jesus is saying to these person saints in Philadelphia, you might not be well-known here on earth. You might not be honored down here for anything. His people, they will be identified with the Creator, with the city, and with Christ. And saying putting my name on you to establish ownership. Who you belong to. He's saying, I have redeemed you. Love and friend. He's writing a new name. He's putting a new name for Jesus on them because they are. But God does, and He honors His faithful servants. The people in the church of Philadelphia, they, they had no security in the city where they lived, but they had eternal security. Are, they are and right.
1: they yeah. are to the as a church, well, we and mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. person the